Hello and welcome to the 43rd episode of the Red Sox Unfiltered Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Green, joined, as always, by my lovely co-host, Dave Latham. Dave, say hi. How's it going, everyone? We are closing in on, what, is it two weeks till actual baseball? Yeah, two, two weeks. Two weeks, that sounds about right. And March 28th, right? And it's the 12th, yeah. So that's like yeah. two weeks and some change. Yeah, it's when, um, the Falcons blew a 28-3 lead day, the best day to celebrate anything. <laughs> for your for you Patriots fans out there, which I assume if you're listening it, to it this... It should be a national good. holiday, okay? That goes beyond Patriots fans. <laughs> Does it? It was a 25-point lead. <laughs> I think we like Nick Foles better. Oh, nah, fuck just, you. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, and also joined um, with us today is our lovely producer and co-host, Chris Drozen. Chris, say hi. Hey. Uh, so, actually, you, you guys are wrong on what day there's actual baseball. I'm March 20th and March 21st, but no one cares. I mean, you, you know who's going to be awake at 5.30 in the morning A's watching those? Mariners. I mean, that matters. I mean, it's cool this that guy. they're going international. I mean, I... No, I won't. This I guy, won't. I'm not doing a, that. This guy will be awake at five thirty. Definitively, look, that, that that is cool. I'm glad baseball is getting more global, but it's definitely like interesting that they're starting a week removed from like any other baseball action, and then they're just going to stop. But I mean, I get it. Yeah, the you know, it's probably going to be major jet lag. They're going to have well, to they adjust. they play. They're actually playing legit games. Yeah, starting Sunday after the twentieth. So like. Whatever that no, is, the twenty third. They, they're playing legit so, games like the twenty third, I think. Unless it's spring yeah, training. I thought it was like the twenty first. I don't know. It's like yeah, they're playing legit games. It's like the Red Sox start on the twenty eighth. Yes. And what? It's it's in Japan, right? No. The Red it's Sox. Just like, no, no, I'm no. talking about the Mariners A's. Yeah, the Mariners A's is yeah. in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. No, R- Red Sox play the Mariners opening day though, so they'll be uh, on the west coast. Going, west coast. Isn't that the worst? How? Yeah. Uh, they should abolish yet. the West Coast to begin with. Like, and now, now we have to play baseball there to start the season. It's just the worst. Do we have an East Coast bias on this podcast? It sounds like 100%. It. Yeah. Okay, I, I can subscribe to that. But, yeah. I mean, yeah. No, it's going to suck because, like, I mean, I, the first game's 7 o'clock, so it's fine. But I think, like, the next two or three are going to be, like, 10 o'clock to 1. And that's a little past my bedtime. That's borderline right there. And if we go to extra innings, forget about it. I'm snoozing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I think the first game's 7, right? But then it's 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock, and it's like, dude, yeah. come on. Then we play the A's after that, I believe, so it's not going to yeah. get... And then we have our yeah, home it's, opener. It's the first... Isn't it the first 11 games that they're on the... Something like that. Yeah, but I, I think, think we're... They, they do it all at once, so there's going to be... The Mariners start off the A's. I think we... Fa- I think we uh, have the Angels while we're over there, too. Uh, well, well, I can fact check this real quick because I, I feel like the, the, the third series we play, it's going to be regular, not regular time, but East Coast, more more conducive to the East Coast. So the Red Sox play the Mariners, and then they play the A's, and then they play the D-backs, but all the D-back games are 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, 4 o'clock. So. I can live with that. Oh, I can totally live with that. And then the April 9th is the first home game, and it's against the Toronto Blue Jays. And it's a two-game series. Ooh. Yeah, and that'll be the uh, commemorative World Series ring ceremony on the 11th. So a lot of fun stuff to look forward to. Can't wait. Is this Thanks. another... I haven't even looked at the schedule. Is this like a backloaded home schedule again like it was last year? Is it, is, uh, is it, I don't. Think I have it, no it idea. It looks more... Uh, 
just scrolling through it real quick. Looks what more. What do you mean backloaded? You mean like more home? Like games last year there was more the home. Year. Yeah, there was more home games uh, in the second oh, half. Oh, I see what you're saying. What was that? Was that the case? Uh, July sixteenth. Mookie bets time to party bobblehead with sound. Ooh. I know where I'm going to be on July 16th. Where are you going to be on July 16th? Uh, Fenway. At Fenway Park? Getting the bobblehead. Getting a bobblehead. We should have our Red Sox and filtered uh, meeting there. We can Dude, all go that's to that. A good Wouldn't that be fun? All right. Let's let's <laughs> let's start here, though. Let, let's uh, let's get into actual um, Red Sox topics. So there's a lot to talk about. We haven't had a podcast in two weeks. My goodness. Sorry, or not two weeks. It's been like a week and a half. But it's been a while, whatever. Not much has happened. I mean, there has been some stuff to talk about. There have been some roster moves, Stephen Wright. Um, but to start, we had a game today. David Price made his spring training debut today, guys. Don't know if you caught that. They played the Tigers. Uh, David Price actually took the loss. Who cares about wins and losses, especially in spring training? But he went three innings, gave up two earned runs, four strikeouts, two walks, and a home run. That's notable. Um yeah, he he seems uh he seems happy to be out there based on quotes, but I don't think really you guys have anything to expand on about David Price's debut, do you? Not particularly. He threw the ball and he was able to get off the mound happy and healthy afterwards, and that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah he, exactly. I think he said something like he was he was upset about the whole ball that he threw. That he walked someone. Yeah, he walked somebody for his last batter of the year or whatever, so he was mad about it. So then he said it was good to get back out there. Yep. That's the quote I saw. Didn't remember in verbatim. Thanks for helping me out there, Chris. I owe you one. Uh, as, a, as a thing, the Red Sox, since we're talking about spring training, the Red Sox are last in the Grapefruit League. So that's exciting. They just don't have it this year. They don't. Dave, you tweeted that. You got so much flack. Yeah. Uh, I was going to talk yeah, to you Yeah, listeners about that. here, you got – how many – I'm very disappointed in a lot of you guys for not immediately picking up that with sarcasm. I don't understand uh, how you can't pick up that that's sarcasm. Like, there were literally, like, eight hate comments in, like, two yeah. minutes to take. And there's, like, re- like, quote tweets saying, like, don't be this type of fan. And it's like, guys. They're like, guys. I remember this in August. One guy was like, you're the most unintelligent person I've ever met in my life or something like and that. And then I like I, I quote tweeted and I'm like, guys, this is sarcasm and like uh, some people just didn't see that and they were responding to the tweet like, and then yeah. I just like copy the tweet and they're like, Oh So according to according to uh, if you just go by Grapefruit League standings right now, the Yankees are winning the division. Baltimore's coming in second, Toronto's third, All Tampa right. Bay is fourth, and the Red Sox are gonna go uh, best to last. <laughs> Wow, very very reflective of how the regular season. Could you imagine that? Yeah. Could you imagine that winning the World Series and finishing in last place the next year? No, well, I we mean, did that the, in twenty fourteen. Yeah, that that's not that's not unheard of. It's happened. We've but done I mean, it. there's no way the Red Sox are going to finish behind the Orioles. I, I mean, the Red Sox are going to finish. They're going to at least be a wild card team. I, I can't imagine a scenario when they're not. Yeah, like like the like calamity would need to strike for us to be. Not a wild card team, and I think we'd need to start the Lull Spinners for 162 games to be worse than the Baltimore or- Orioles. <laughs> Even <laughs> that a, might not do it. Yeah, that, that might not be enough. Yeah. Anthony uh, Flores alone could probably power us past the Baltimore Orioles. That's your guy. That's one of your top prospects, man. Yeah. He's we'll exciting. Get, we'll get to top prospects later, but. Yeah, so let's get that. And, and while this has kind of been a while, um, Stephen Wright. Has uh, been suspended for 80 games for performance enhancing drugs. He appealed it. He lost. 
Um, but he's gone for 80 games. As, as we know, he was suspended for uh, a domestic violence incident last year or um, the MLB investigated and they gave him 15 or 10 game suspension. So this is two suspensions now. Um, what do you guys think of this? I mean, how many times is Stephen Wright going to not be there? The Sox say he's still in the plans. He's still on the roster. And when he comes back in June, you know, it sounds like we're going to use him. But, I mean, how long can you just say, can you just count, like, have him around? I'm surprised we didn't just part ways with him because he's probably not worth the headache at this point. Would you have cut him last year after the domestic violence dispute? From a moral standpoint, yes. Yeah, I, I would have too. Like, I, 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 I don't know why. I would have from a baseball standpoint. Yeah, I, I, I mean, he's. Uh, yeah, I, I would have just two, done it from a from, moralistic standpoint. From two, from two areas, it doesn't make sense to keep him around, both from off the field and from on the field. Like, he hasn't been on the field since what 2016, 2017? Yeah. So, what are you, you're just wasting a forty man roster spot, basically. Mm-hmm. And I know, like, he gets shuffled in and out based on. The DL and whatnot, um, but it just doesn't make any sense to be wasting a spot that could be going to someone else. Yeah, and like with the DL, unless he's on the sixty, it's only a spot on the twenty-five game yeah. day roster that's opening. The forty, that's still a problem. You know, we almost lost Josh Akimi this year because Stephen Wright was taking up a spot on the forty. And the thing is, they what Wright didn't have to tell the team, and he didn't tell the team until like what a week ago, a week before. So, yeah, yeah. No, I mean like. The way the dude, were... the way he was like apologetic, like he wasn't even apologetic. He was just like, "Yeah, I don't know how I'm that sorry happened." Sorry, I got caught. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like I, I don't know how that happened. It's like, no, you know how that happened, dude. Like you can't. They give you a list, and they all have, I'm sure, ample resources to make sure that they're not putting those these kinds of things into their body. I could understand if it's some like weird little thing that happens, because I'm sure that happens where you, you get something that. Um, it's not too common or whatever, and you just forget about it or didn't notice it. But something like what he was busted for, I feel like you would know about it. I yeah, it just doesn't make sense to keep him. Uh, he she he probably Red Sox and him would probably be better off parting ways. Um, you can't like even with his health is- issues. I mean, he's not going to be a huge contributor. Like it, it just doesn't make sense. He should have been gone last year anyway. So Stephen Wright, you know, it's 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 been a You've existed, I guess. Yeah, it's it, it's been it's been yeah. <laughs> it's been something. What did he, what did he get busted for? Uh, growth hormone releasing peptide two. Oh, I, I take that for <laughs> <any> <laughs> <laughs> uh, or not but, a happy meal. No free ads. Yes, but Steve. Yes, no free ads. <laughs> Stephen Wright is uh, out for the Red Sox for the foreseeable future. But guess who's in? Guess who's back, baby? Dustin Bedroyd. Number one five. He's uh, made his spring training debut. I want to say last Thursday, uh, which is what is it Tuesday? You'll probably hear this on Thursday, so probably a week ago. Um, so yeah, Dustin Pedroia has come back and he got a single. He has two hits so far this spring training. Um, so what have you guys? What have you guys? Uh, are you guys happy to have Dustin Pedroia back? Very much. I mean, you gotta really cross your fingers because he's at the point where every time he does anything, you kind of have to worry about his body just spontaneously combusting. But I'm happy to see him playing. I'm happy to see that he can still make contact, even if it is just at the spring training level. 
hopefully he can give us something at second base because if he gives us literally anything, it's better than what we had last year. Yeah, it's it's awesome seeing back out there. Um, the Red Sox have like, especially I feel like been interesting in watching him run the bases, and he's given them some opportunities to do that, and he's he's looked uh, looked okay, which is good. And they're and they're obviously being cautious right now, and they're limiting him, and they've got two more weeks to kind of fill this out. So it's a good start for Pedroia. Uh, what about you, Chris? Uh, anything Dustin Pedroia gives you at this point is better than nothing, especially considering what they've been trotting out at second base. That's that's my thoughts on it. I, I don't really. I have no expectations for Dustin Pedroia this year. Like I, if he was gone for the year, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, but I hope he's there because when he's there and he's healthy, he's probably a pretty good contributor. So I will take that. Yeah, that 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 is a good point. I mean, Dustin Pedroia. Um, I don't think a lot of people are going to be expecting that much from him this year. So anything he can give the Red Sox, uh, if he can squeak out like a two win season, I think everyone would be absolutely thrilled with that. Like a 90 WRC plus. I mean, maybe that's a little even high, but yeah, it's good to see Vidori back at second. Uh, good thing Red Sox kind of have some decent options and Holt and Nunez behind him. And yeah, uh, there were some other moves made today for the Red Sox spring training. Actually, we got some cuts happening. Um, and this is Tuesday. Biggest one, and we'll talk about this one first. Red Sox top prospect Michael Chavis has been sent down to the AAA camp. Meanwhile, Bobby Dalbeck, other Red Sox top prospect, and Darwin Hernandez survived the cuts. Now, I would presume they would be sent down to Double A camp. I don't know really the difference, or I mean, obviously one. Is, it might just be one general minor league camp. Really, I I saw that it was a Triple A camp. Or, yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Because like, okay, so like, Den- Denny Reyes was option Double A Portland. Um, I don't know how this works. I don't. I don't know. Uh, no, yeah, because uh, Taylor, Josh Taylor, Travis Lincoln, and Chandler Shepard were option to Paul Tuckett, and Denny Reyes was option to Portland. So there's a clear discrepancy. I don't, I don't really know how that, that spring training uh, divisions work, especially when you demote someone. But, yeah, that's the thing. Chavis, bottom line, Chavis is not lo- no longer on the team, but Hernandez and Dalbeck will have some more more chances uh, to perform in the spring camp for the Red Sox. Uh, what do you think of these moves, Dave? So let's start with uh, Chavis going to double A and Dalbeck st- staying up, or excuse me, triple A. I've got a whole like hour long rant on Hernandez, so we'll save that for later before I cut the rest of you guys off. But I, of I wouldn't read into it as anything too crazy. Chavis has been hitting the tar out of the ball, but his quickest way to the majors is at first or second base, which right now he doesn't have the most experience with. If you're going to teach a guy how to field, the best way to do that's to put him at a lower level camp where he's not seeing as much advanced pitching and his focus can solely be on the glove. Whereas Dalbeck, you're still worried about making him into the best player he can be as pro ready as he can. So put them in the majors, let him face off against the pitching and see how he does against guys who have a smarter approach than what he'd be facing in the minor leagues. So, I mean, I think that's really all there is to it. Dalbeck didn't suddenly jump Chavis in the prospect list. So, you know, it's just what we, it's what you do as you get near the end of spring training. Yeah, totally agree. And uh, I, uh, Cora said, obviously, that like they want to see Dahlbeck. Um, defensively, they were impressed. And as you said, Javis is going to have to work defensively down in the minors. Um, Chris, what about you? What were your thoughts on this? Uh, I wasn't really. I, it's kind of surprising for that a guy with seemingly no role um, in 
Dalbeck not being sent down. I, the only thing I can think of is, um, you know, the his his bat is the polish, not the not the uh, we need you to play other positions competently like Michael Chavis is right now. Um, so that's the only thing that I can think of. Other than that, the the cuts make sense. Um, Carson Smith being cut was kind of I, I haven't even looked at what Carson Smith's numbers are, um, but I saw him being sent down and I was kind of it's kind of like oh all right that happened. But yeah. As a side thing to this, I I googled your question about the minor league camps, and um, oh. there's like a whole article about from 2016 what happened at a I think it's the White Sox spring training. Not really sure, uh, but there's actually this part where they say that they stay. These are the people that aren't fighting for 40 man roster spots. So I'm guessing that when you get sent down, you go to this place. Um, it's the the two paragraphs are like once they once all the players get there um, for the day, they get divided into four groups and discuss the day's workouts. Uh, the groups generally correspond to different levels within the organization: triple A, double A, high A, low A. Um, and that's they're put in groups that are just above their highest play. So it's really it sounds like they just kind of get all together, like the whole minor league crew gets together. That's what it sounds like. Wow. Oh. Okay. Well, thank you for that information, Chris. I, I don't know if a lot of people are aware of that. I certainly wasn't. I don't even um, know if that's true. I could be wrong. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> you did a good job paraphrasing. It sounded sophisticated. It sounded realistic. Oh, wait, I should probably credit that person, shouldn't I? Yeah, uh, give, give us give us a name, an article, source. The person's name was Allison Duffy Davis. Okay. And it was on a website called Sports on Earth. Wow. I think I may have heard of them, maybe. I don't know. Dot, dot com? Yeah, .com. Yeah, as you mentioned, I think Carson Smith was a little surprising, but uh, Josh Taylor to me, I don't know if you guys uh, were following his spring, and, and he, was, he was looking pretty good. I mean, he's 26, 26-year-old lefty. Um, I get that he probably didn't have a spot right away to carve out with the Red Sox bullpen, but he looked pretty good in certain samples, and I, I think maybe they could have had a longer look at him. I'm not complaining too much. I haven't been paying extremely close attention, but from the numbers and from what I have watched, he, he looked pretty good in a limited sample, and his minor league numbers look pretty interesting too. So I thought he would stay around eh. longer. No, not not a big fan of Josh Taylor myself. Um, he was terrible in the Arizona Fall League a few months ago. Uh, he took one of the forty spots fr- when he didn't necessarily need to. When everyone thought it was going to be a Kimmy, he got the last one instead. Him and Reyes. So the Red Sox clearly do like the guy, but I definitely think he needs more time in Double A. Maybe a little bit of time in Double A and then go on up to Triple A. I don't think he's major league ready, and even if he is, he's like a fringe arm. He's basically Robbie Scott all over again. So, yeah, does he have his pronounced platoons? Because I mean, like his his numbers at Double A last year were pretty good. He had three seventy nine ERA, struck out nine point three four uh, per nine and three fifty five FIP, um, and he had a nice minor league career with the Diamondbacks. I mean, his numbers look pretty good, but I don't know. I thought he would stay around longer. I doesn't say anything about his splits here, but um, I can certainly seeing him being a lefty guy. I'll have to do more in-depth research on that. But yeah, that that, that there were some some interesting cuts for the Red Sox. Rusny Castillo, unfortunately, for those who thought maybe there was a chance, <laughs> will not be making the major league camp. I'm sad. R.I.P. Rusny. Do you think he's ever ever going to get there? No. No. That that salary. No. 
He is stuck in purgatory. Yeah, that salary because of the because of the way the salary cap is the cap luxury tax is um, calculated. I he was they have to keep him down. Yeah, yeah, he was he was outrighted when you could outright it and it wouldn't count against the luxury tax. But now, if he came up and was put on the forty man, it counts. And if you outright him out the forty man, it still counts. So nope. yeah, he 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 is uh, done. He's stuck uh, in purgatory. Pretty yeah, much. Like he probably should contract. like he probably should be he, playing on like the Royals. Um He'd but, be a decent fourth out outfielder on an eighty win team. Yeah, he just yeah, gets, he could, he just he gets could, paid he could be much. a bench player right now. Yeah. He just gets paid too much. Yeah. Yep. I mean and he's, he's not as good as Bryce Brian's, all the way but, to the bank. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Any more any more thoughts on these cuts today? Not unless we get into Darwin's and Hernandez, if you let me go down that rabbit hole. All right. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go make myself a sandwich. Me grab, too. Grab a drink, and Dave, you have I'm gonna the get floor. Some, I'm gonna make some popcorn. I'll yeah. be back in five minutes, Dave. Yeah, you I'm go. sure. He'll, I'm sure he'll be like just be getting started in about five minutes. I'm gonna, so. I'm gonna put on some TV. Go yeah. for it. Yeah, exactly. All right. The Darwin's and Hernandez is a starter train. Is off to a pretty strong start this spring. He's uh, pitched, I believe, eight innings now. He allowed a run today for the first time all year, which you know, not great, but. The fact is, right now he has a 1.13 ERA. He pitched one inning today, walked a guy, struck one out, and gave up his first run. Overall, Alex Cora says that this guy's going to be great. I absolutely agree with him. Uh, the reason he's still up here is because Darwin's and Hernandez is in the future of the Boston Red Sox, the very immediate future. Uh, Cora said that he expects Her- Hernandez to contribute to this team before September, which means at some point he's coming up. The bad news with that is that it probably means it's as a bullpen arm because Darwin's and Hernandez, he's not going to be ready to be a starter by the time like this season, but he will be ready for the bullpen. His stuff is already there. So I think they're just kind of start starting to get ready to pull the plug on the starting experience, which I really hope they don't do, but I can totally see them doing it. But the point is, the dude's fantastic. I think he's a top 100 prospect, like near the end, but I think he's a top 100 guy, and I think he's about to show it. And when you factor in, you know, Feltman's going to be ready fairly soon. Hernandez is going to be ready. He basically is ready if you need him as a bullpen arm. You've got Matt Barnes. You've got Ryan Brazier, who in theory is still alive and didn't die from his toe injury. Like, there are <laughs> decent pieces in this bullpen. There's a lot of unknowns. But if we are going full-blown on Darwin's and Hernandez is a bullpen arm, the, the bullpen is in decent shape, I'd say. Yeah, uh, Darwin's and Hernandez has looked awesome so far. He's tied for the lead in innings for people in spring training. I mean, these spring training stats, of course. But I think innings are pretty reflective of, of what the manager's thinking and what the team's yeah. thinking. And they, and they feel pretty good about him. He's, he's tied and with like- some... The one stat that does matter to me, like, obviously you don't want to have a 900 ERA or something or basically do what Thornburg's doing, but the stats that matter to me in this is, like, you know, what the walk rate really matters because that's going to be the same whether it's spring training, whether it's majors, whatever. You're always going to want to try to throw strikes. He's been pretty good about that, which has been his biggest issue throughout his career, and that's why everyone's been saying they want to push him in the bullpen. His control's been pretty good. Not great, but it's been pretty good. Yes. So. To, to, he's got an eleven to five K to walk ratio. Do you know which? Do you know which Red Sox pitcher has or Red Sox spring training pitcher has an eleven 
seven strikeout to zero walk ratio right now, and he's tied. Don't do this. With, and he's tied with Darwinson Hernandez, and it's not Marcus Waldwin. He's tied with oh. Hernandez in innings. Who is it? Who's not the Walden? Man? Huh? No, it's not Walden. Do you guys know who's dominating uh, spring training under your nose? Mike Schwarin. Not Mike Schwarin. Johnson. No. I don't know. Mitch it's Moreland. Me. It's me. It is not. It is not Chris. It's not Mitch Moreland. It is Erasmo Ramirez. Oh God! You hear the name? Is he oh, really? He has eleven strikeouts. In zero I, didn't even I haven't seen any stats on him. I Ooh, even, crap, good I'm, I'm you around. No, but he has a six seven five ERA. <laughs> that's Uh-oh. the thing. I mean, like that's gotta be that's gotta be some uh, misfortune. But my God, eleven strikeouts to zero walks. I mean, I mean, even for spring training, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, but six seven five sure isn't. Yeah, that's that's a problem. But you know, Erasmo Ramirez, look, he was in the majors last year. That says a lot more than a lot of these guys fighting for the Red Sox uh, bullpen spots. Not not a lot. But um, uh, he had a two forty one ERA in Triple A, Triple A, and eighteen innings in Triple A. Tell me that's not appealing. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, we are still at the throwing darts phase of the bullpen, so... Yeah, 2017, 131 innings, 439 ERA, 1.1 war. In 2015, this guy was worth two wins. Let's sign him now. That was a long time ago. That's when Dustin Pedroia was an all-star, too. Tyler Thornburg was good then, too. I don't want to talk about that. That makes me sad. But yeah, (laughs) Erasmo Ramirez, probably not going to do anything. Um, It's kind of weird and interesting that he has eight innings pitched. He's pitched in more games. He's tied for the most game appearances, tied for the most innings, got tied for the most strikeouts, has the least best K to walk ratio. Um, but again, six seven five year right. But I do, and I think everyone here wants to talk about Marcus Walden. So um, I, if you guys are paying attention, Marcus Walden, uh, he made the opening day roster last year. Made a few cameos. Used to be, I think it was with the Twins, right before uh, in twenty sixteen. That sounds 17. right. Yeah, don't 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 quote me on that, guys, but. Look, he, he even when he was in the majors, it was pretty decent. He's got some decent AAA numbers. And this spring training, he is doing excellent. He has eight innings. He's also tied with Hernandez and Ramirez for the most innings, as well as Eduardo Rodriguez. Um, eight strikeouts to two walks. Very good. 113 ERA. This is a small sample, but you know these small samples matter, especially in the bullpen when you're a guy on the margins and you're competing for a bullpen spot. And Alex Gore has got some slim pickings. Walden's on the 40-man roster, and he looks pretty good, guys. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on Marcus Walden? He's making the opening day roster, and it kills my soul to say that. <laughs> Is that good? I'm just here it's, to I'm just here to soak up the misery that I feel right now from Dave. Uh, he's he. Here's the thing. He is he is the pitching answer to. Sam Travis, because he did this last year, too. He had a fantastic spring in a short sample, and he did make the opening day roster, large part due to injuries. Eddie uh, and Pomeranz were both hurt, so we had Johnson and Velasquez in the starting rotation. Wright was suspended. But the point is he made it, and he made it into a few games, and bad things didn't happen when he was on the mound, but he gave up a lot of hard contact that just happened to go at people. And he went back to the minors and was never seen again. But with the state of the bullpen, spring training results do matter because there's just so much unknown. In theory, you have Hernandez and Feltman ready to contribute eventually, but they're not there yet. You're going to need a stopgap until those two are ready. 
And frankly, it looks like Walden's going to be one of those stop gaps in the bullpen. It makes me very sad to say this, but I really don't think you have a better option right now for one of the last spots. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Uh, but uh, like even his AAA numbers last year, and it was kind of small as shamble. He pitched 32 innings. They weren't good. He had a 661 strikeout per nine, right? Which is, yeah. But then he had 468 walks per nine. He almost had many walks of strikeout to the tune of a 496 ERA and a 440 FIP. I mean, the guy doesn't give up home runs, which is obviously a benefit. But um, when he was in the majors, he did fine. He had 859K per nine, 1.84 walk per nine, and 14 innings with a 360 ERA, Joseph FIP. So if you like add those together, you probably get a decent pitcher ish in the bullpen. And, you know, that's what the Red Sox bullpen is kind of comprised of. Uh, so. We'll, we'll see what happens with Walden, but he's making a good case early on. We've still got two weeks to go. So let's talk about the catching situation. I think everyone is monitoring this. Um, basically, there have been reports that the Red Sox will not carry three catchers. Um, and if the Red Sox want to keep uh, Steve Pierce in, on the bench, Eduardo Nunez, Barack Holt, assuming Pedroia is healthy, then one of these catchers has to go. And it's between So I Hart, Leon, and Vasquez. In my opinion, I think Vasquez is a lock for the starter. So in, in my micro, in, in my colored glass world, it's literally between So I Hart and Leon. Um, but what are you guys thinking right now of their, their performances to date? Do you think anything's moved the needle so far? Um, and what do you think is ultimately going to happen? I'll go, go start with you, Dave. So I agree with you, Pat. It's definitely going to be either Swihart or Leon getting the boot. Everything the Red Sox have done this spring training implies that Vasquez, his job is safe. Um, and I really don't think there's a right answer for the bullpen per se, cause, or bullpen, force of habit, um, <laughs> for, for the catcher position. Because I just pick one, I'm easily picking Blake Swihart. I'm just looking at his numbers right, right now, and he's actually in contact with the ball. Uh, ESPN here is telling me his batting average is 375, which, of course, isn't everything, but it's better than Sandy Leone could ever do in a million years. Batted ball luck be damned. And, you know, Swihart showed me a decent at catcher defensively. Like, not great, not Sandy good, but I think he can be service a serviceable backup, and he also provides more positional versatility say something happened to the infield depth or you need someone to fill in really quick. He's a better athlete, and he's $1.5 million cheaper. So I love you, Sandy. You're the best player to ever walk the earth, but you got to go. Chris, what about you? Is there a reason, and this might just be reading too much into it, that Sandy Leone has played eight games and Swihart has only played five? Played six. He played today. Oh. Six. Sorry. Six. Sir, I mean, but like, push comes to shove. You got well, 14, he, 14 uh, missed a for few. Swihart and 17 for Leo. Swihart missed. Oh, right, right, right. I forgot about that. That's, yeah, but missing, my brother that, will want me back. Missing yeah. that one day, though, he could have played. It would have closed the gap. Know, yeah. Um, it yeah. would have closed the gap for me to be like that. It would be seven games instead yeah, of six. So that, that's so. close. Never mind, then. That's a, that's a pointless rabbit hole. Um, in, a, in a world of let's prioritize defense and how the pitchers feel with a catcher. Uh, I would much rather see the Red Sox go for Blake Swihart, uh, just because I would much rather see an offensive catcher. 
kind of, and he's not really going to be like lighting the world on fire offensively, but probably better than Sandy Leone, I'm guessing. Uh, I would just like them to see. I would just like to see the Red Sox do something a little different uh, with with the catching position, considering everybody's going for the defense and how the pitchers feel with the catcher. When I think that only goes so far, um, and I, that's why I think Sandy Leone should be the one to go. But part of me thinks that they're going to try to find a way to get get rid of Swihart. And if they get rid of Swihart for either just A, releasing him, or B, nothing, I'm going to be super upset with the Red Sox and how they handled him. Yeah. No matter uh, what happens, I'm going to be super upset with the Red Sox and how they handled Swihart. I'll be less upset if they get rid of Sandy Leone and keep Swihart now. Like, I'll be less upset about it. But if they just get rid of him, like, if they A, outright release him, um, or designate for him for Simon or whatever it is at this point, um, or B, trade him for like a bag of baseballs. I'm going to be like, what are we doing here? You know, that's a good point. Um, let me, let me give the, the fans an update on how these catchers are doing. Um, spring training, small sample caveat doesn't really matter, but again, these guys are fighting for their lives. Red Sox probably have carved out which one they want to keep, but. In 14 at-bats, Blake Swihart has a 8.29 OPS with a 3.57 average. Leon, 2.35 average with a 7.93 OPS. Basically, they've hit about the same in terms of OPS, so nothing is really separated either two. Meanwhile, Christian Vasquez has just been awful, but 24 at-bats. He's at 3.75 OPS. So, like, if you're <laughs> going off spring training numbers, uh, Christian Vasquez uh, it's not looking hot, but obviously Red Sox are smarter than that. And it looks like um, you guys know how I feel about Blake Swihart, so I'm not going to go in there. I'm not going to go too far into it. Um, I think if you can part with either of these guys, uh, they're pretty lateral. I mean, their defense, offense maybe cancels each other out. Swihart a little more potentially on a little more safety at the defensive side and calling games the intangibles. So to me, it's a wash. I don't really care who goes. I'm just interested to see if they actually, you know, put it into practice and don't have to see them outright releasing Sandy Leon. I feel like Blake Swihart, that would kind of be mean. It would be kind <laughs> of dumb because he's 27. Yeah, but there's like, not a, <sighs> As far as a guide or, like, if you're going to outright release somebody, um, you use the word potential a lot, so I'm going to bring it up here. I feel like I, there's more potential with Blake I, Swihart, you, considering he hasn't really been giving his fair shake. I use potential. Maybe we should put term. Bryce Brent's a catcher. Dude, how is Bryce Brent Bryce doing? Brent, how, how is, is he doing? What is, his OPS is over 1,000. His slugging <laughs> percentage is 737. Oh, oh, no. What have I done? Oh, 19 at-bats. He's got two monster piss missiles. Dude, this guy deserves a spot on the opening day roster. Don't at me. Uh, yeah, we'll I, just we'll just jettison Mookie Betts off. I honestly, they're probably about... No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> that is sarcasm. You can push the sarcasm button, unlike on Twitter. Yeah, Bryce Bryce Brent's uh, great, great start, but it's meaningless. Um, Bryce Brent's will start in AAA, probably stay in AAA for ninety nine percent of the season. Um, but it'd be cool if he uh, he came up a little bit and started hitting some dingers at one point if someone gets hurt, because you know he's capable of that. Hitting some long rockets. You got really Brent? excited there. Hi, do you blame me? We haven't, yeah. we haven't talked in two he, weeks. He got, like, super excited, Dave. I yeah, was like, like, what is, what is, like, it started what? as a joke, and then I just, I unleashed something I wasn't ready to contain. Look, look, uh, this this Bryce Brent's love affair for myself has been pushed upon me by you guys. It doesn't even exist. So now I'm taking over this persona, and I'm going to run with it all years. All right. You created this. All right. Okay. <laughs> you created this. 
Um, are there any other guys who are standing out or not doing as well as expected in your eyes uh, this early few weeks of camp? All of them. Dave? Everyone, everyone's doing their best, and that's all you can ask. They're trying saw, their best. I, They're putting their cleats on every day. I saw Dave. I don't have his numbers. Recap I, I don't have his numbers anywhere in front of me, but I think I remember. Uh, I think I remember Mike Schwarren had some pretty good numbers. Don't quote me on that. So good for you, Mike Schwarren. You know, Schwarren was was relegated back to uh, minor league camp too. See that? Yep. Yeah, that's sad. He's a four fifteen ERA. That's you know that's okay. Um, yeah, Dave. What I was saying, I saw your your recap article when the Red Sox played the Mets this weekend. And your title was hopefully everybody had fun or something like that. Yeah, we lost ten to two. Yeah, that was a good title. It, it, it gave me a chuckle, so thank you for that, Chris. Explain to everyone rapid fire Jesus this time Christ. because you need to. I'm not this is for time. Anymore. I feel like I explain this every single week, and it's really easy to understand. Uh, so <laughs> probably, <laughs> I'm just from now on just gonna say it's a, like a a this or that type game where. You get very like quick and concrete answers, and then if you want somebody to explain, you can explain, and we put like a fifteen second clock on you. Uh, it's been a little more conversational lately, but that's, that's a little better. I really don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, as always, these guys have no idea what these questions are. Um, I know what they are, but the fun in it is that they have no idea what's coming. Uh, it can be about baseball. It can be about Red Sox. It can be, it's probably usually not re- about Red Sox. We talk about Red Sox all the time, uh, but it can be about the rest of baseball and it can just be about everyday life as well. Um, so without further ado, here comes the Red Sox rapid fire, Red Sox, Red Sox unfiltered rapid fires. That's a mouthful segment. Um, <laughs> uh, sponsored by nobody because we can't be bought. Uh, so yes, we one, can. Yeah, number one, we can be bought. We haven't been. Number one. We are ready. In honor of St. Patrick's Day, uh, speaking of which, were you named after St. Patrick? Patrick? My last name's Green, man. I mean, my middle name's Flint. I mean, like, how much more freaking Irish can you get? The catch is I'm only 25% Irish. Really? Yeah, only 25%. And my name is Littered. I'm like, I'm I'm meant for St. Patrick's Day. I, I, I take it as my second birthday, honestly. All right. So, uh, number one, green food and drink items or nah? Yeah. Sure, why not? Uh, I'm, I'm all for it, except for when you make bagels. Oh, no, I love green bagels! Get <laughs> the hell out of here! That's the only green food that came to mind. That is r- ridiculous, Chris. I do not respect this opinion. All right. But explain. Uh, I mean, so everything else looks normal. Like the beer and all that other good stuff that comes. I don't even know what comes green. These bagels just look weird, man. Dude, they look so cool. They just look weird. I can't handle I, it. I enjoy it. I love me a green it's bagel like, on It's Saint like you remember, you remember way back when when Heinz decided they wanted to make ketchup look at all different oh, colors? Oh, no. Okay, that's where I draw the line. <laughs> that's where, no, that's, that that's, was a sin. That's, that's like, proof like, that humanity is inherently flawed and cannot be saved. It's, 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 the, it's the classic Jurassic Park thing, you know? Science, they, they didn't stop to think if they should. Let, let, let me put a positive spin on this. You guys ever watch Spongebob growing up, or is that after your time? Uh, son, son. Okay. Let me tell you about Spongebob, <laughs> my friend. 
It reminds me of like when SpongeBob had those color patties, you know? It's just a bagel. Patties. Pretty, Pretty patties. patties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Not tainted meat, it's painted meat. <laughs> Pretty bagels, yeah. Pretty patties. Hi, Kevin. Uh, wait, you guys you guys watch SpongeBob? Oh, yeah. Of course we did. Oh, yeah. Dude, we watched it back when it I was, was like, good. You I got was the like, washed down. Yeah, crap. you got the I lame did not version. get the washed down. I watched the OG SpongeBob. Uh, Anything the, that happened after the movie just doesn't count. The Krusty Krab pizza? It's the pizza for you and me? I I got that. That's all I got for you. I got all the episodes, man. All right, Not when they were new. You got them on rerun. Yeah, you did. You got them on rerun. You got them new. <laughs> Still watched them. Um, so moving on. Do you like the cereal part or marshmallow part of Lucky Charms better? I don't know. Marshmallow. Marshmallow. Who says? Who does anyone like cereal? Explain yourself for even thinking this was a question. I like cereal, but I mean, I just I was hoping I, I, I was hoping Lucky Charms. I was hoping Pat would have been the weird one. That's usually how these things that, go. That, that was my thought. But, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm in the marshmallow camp. So, <laughs> so that was a dud. All right, moving on. Uh, will Ichiro hit a home run while in Japan? Yeah. Yeah. You think it's that fixed? I mean, it would be fun. I feel like somebody's going to throw I'm him a meatball. For it. I think somebody's going to throw him a meatball. And if you don't, you're a jerk. No, they're going to throw him a meatball. Like, the Derek Jeter last hit walk-off single against the Orioles, that was totally rigged, totally staged. Didn't actually count. Just kidding. Just kidding. That one, I think, was... Yeah, the Orioles were playing for something. No, they weren't. Were they? I thought it was game one. Yeah, they, that was the year they. That was the year they uh, won the division. Well, but they, but they had already clinched, and they. The, I, I don't think, think they were fighting were for seeding at that point. Uh, I don't know. It was the last game of the season. I, I will have to do some proof checking. I was kidding, though. I don't actually believe that. But yeah, Ichiro is gonna is gonna launch one. I mean, did you say you know, Ichiro? Ichiro. What did I, I say? You said Ichiro. <laughs> I was I, I was in the middle of a burp, and I had to recover quickly i'm sorry you kids in your ipads think the i in front of everything is always i i don't even have an ipad and i've never had an ipad was... don't let me in with them <laughs> them all right uh so moving on um how many games until the brewers abandoned mike mustakis at second base wow i i missed the news on that one i didn't know that was a he, thing I was he's, he's exclusively that, he's exclusively that, playing second base that happened last base. year too right or they talked yeah. about it yeah they I, they talked about it i know they died with travis shaw like for a little bit and that blew up in their face no they made the um, decision they're yeah, like i'm, he's I'm doing gonna it. I'm, I'm gonna give it a month I, I mean like the thing is like they still have jonathan scoop right or no 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 Okay, so uh, it's actually Jonathan Scope. That's a whole other wow. issue with me. Wow, I just keep screwing up today with my pronunciation. But what's new? Um, yeah, I'll give it. I'll give it a couple. I'll give it. Let's let's go a month. I'm going May fifteenth. Let's go a month. That's not a number of games. It's a date. But I'm going May fifteenth. I let's put that in the bet book. So, uh, side note to this this, this whole thing, Jonathan uh, Scope, Scoop, whatever you want to call him. S C H O O P should not be scope, nor should it be scoop. It should it should be shoop. I used to call him shoop, but yeah, then I, did I too. realized I was wrong. And then like, so I'm listening to it, and I'm like scope. I'm like, how do you get scope from that? I can see scoop. I can see scoop. I cannot see scope. So uh, moving on, um, will Felix Hernandez ever find something again, like CC Sabathia did? I, I think you'll find like 
happiness and stuff, but not as a, as a pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> we we wish something. you the best. <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd say no. You don't think you can figure out a pitch? I mean, I think Sabathia is more the outlier than the case, so. Yeah, I'm with Not you. everyone can be Bartolo Colon. I'm with you. Yeah, I mean, he maybe he'll be, like, an adequate, like, late in the rotation guy, but he's not going to be, like, a top guy anymore. He's your epitome of thrower, loses a little bit on the fastball, can no longer play. That's, like, the epitome yep. of who he is. Um, so that, since we're in agreement, would would you rather break the single-season strikeout record or the home run record? Oh, home run record. I'm all about the dingers. Why can't I do both? Shohei Otani part two. You gonna be Shohei Otani over here? Yeah, yeah. Dave's trying now. No, I'm not the next Shohei Otani. I'm the first David Latham. Oh, that is true. That is true. I'd rather break the single season strikeout record. Yeah, I'm a. I was a position player, so I like hitting dingers. I can't pitch for crap. Well, my 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 thing is the home runs. I'd rather. I guess the home runs would be pretty cool. No, uh, yeah, because like you could just pimp out every time you just yeah, you smoke one. Yeah, that's true. Like a strikeout's rewarding, but it's just like it's not as satisfying as watching a ball go five hundred feet over the monster, you know, consistently. So I'm gonna go home run. All right. So moving on to the next question, and this falls in line with uh, guys that are gonna be terrible at what they do. Um, I'm not really on this one, but will Kershaw, Clayton Kershaw, ever have a normal season again? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I should not? say I should yeah. say not injury filled season. Uh, like yeah. just staying healthy. Yeah, staying healthy. Yeah, he so can like, do that. like I, I mean, I don't know if he, like, I don't want to. That's a that's a hard question to answer. He obviously has a, a track record. He's not looking healthy, but I'll I'll say uh, I'll say yeah. Let's let's go, Clayton. I believe in you. Yeah, I, I believe in Clayton. Uh, so we got two more here. So number eight, pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. Waffles. I'm a waffle guy. Ooh, damn. All right, Pat, you're on the clock. I don't even know how to explain it. It's just my taste buds, you know? Like, I, 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 I guess, like, the thing is, I, don't, I like pancakes and waffles, but I really like syrup. So it's all about the syrup, and I feel like I can get more syrup, like, coalescing on top of a pancake than, like, in the divots of a waffle. So it's just easier for me to just eat the syrup with the pancake. I have a second explain for you. What is coalescing? Isn't it like when the parts make up the hole? <laughs> it's like the parts coalescing to the hole. It's like they gather and collect. It's accumulation. Sure. Uh, all right. So <laughs> moving on. Uh, last question. IHOP, Waffle House, or Denny's? Come, uh, coalesce, come together to form one master hole. That is the Google definition. So, yeah. Denny's, not even close. Say, say your question again. Sorry, I was in my world. IHOP, Waffle House, or Denny's? IHOP. Oh, wait. Nah. Uh, Waffle House. Oh. Uh, Waffle House or IHOP? That's tough. Denny's is the worst. Get out. Denny's Get is the out. absolute worst. Leave day. my no, podcast. Dave, you leave my podcast. Why can't we just have? Why can't we just have the international Waffle House of Denny's? Just put them all together. They all do like. Why can't we? Why can't we bring IHOP back? I miss my burgers. We can't I all have hub. what we want. IHOP. Uh, yeah. So. What'd you choose? Me personally? Yeah. 
Uh, well, me professionally, professionally, I'd pick <laughs> Waffle House. What personally, professionally, what personally, <laughs> I would pick What the hell does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell does that mean? Professionally, you're going in with a you take it like Clyde's out to lunch at a Waffle House. What? I said you take your clients out <laughs> to Waffle House. I should say actually professionally probably Denny's. The atmosphere at Denny's is probably a little better than Waffle House. Yeah, not I the guess. ones I've been to. But yeah, it depends on what the, where the Denny's is. So like, I think I and, yeah, and when just... you're going to, if you go in the morning, it's just like a bunch of old people getting their breakfast and yeah, it's exactly. fine. But when you go like. If you don't go to a Denny's at 11 o'clock or later, there's no point in even going to a Denny's. I went to a Look, Denny's once at like 2 o'clock in the morning, man. That was weird. That is no. the best time to be at a Denny's. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> Dude, no, okay. I have so many 2 a.m. Denny's stories. I, I saw like, stories too. I saw people get proposed, like, get like engaged at a Denny's. I saw a mom, a kid, and a Japanese body pillow at a Denny's at 2 in the morning. I had a knife pulled at me at Denny's at 2 in the morning. It was... <laughs> Oh my god, dude. Denny's at 2am is the best place oh, in the world. Uh, how did you get a knife pulled at you? 2am <laughs> at a Denny's. Okay, <laughs> so um, it, was, it was Thanksgiving and me and my friends from back home were uh, going out to Denny's at 2 in the morning because we all worked like during the day. So the only time we could ever hang out was like late, late at night. So we were at the Denny's and there was a group ahead of us and there was like six of them or something. And they were chanting, they were like calling out for one of their friends. And like, we started chanting the name too, because it seemed like a great idea. And one of them just like pulls out a knife. He's like, you guys doing what? And we're like, okay, we're done here. And then he just, he just laughed. He's like, no, I'm just joking. And he's, and we're like, ha ha ha, you don't, don't do that. (laughs) Oh, it's so funny. Thank Uh, you for that. I've only had... I've only had an instance of a knife being pulled on me once. And actually, it wasn't even pulled on me. I had to defuse the situation. <laughs> I've never had a knife pulled on me. I'm hey, also... we got a question. Oh! At the Bob Ryan, thank you for the question. He asks, I give Devers about two games in the three-hole. How about you, Pat? So, okay. That was great facilitating, Dave. Um, I... I want to ask, is this a thing? Like, have the Red Sox made an announcement that they're thinking about putting Devers in the three-hole? Did I did I miss this? Yeah, you missed that. They've done it in spring training, and I know the plan is to go uh, Benny, Mookie, somebody, JD. Coors uh, said that out loud, and he says he wants Xander hitting after JD. So that basically leaves it between Devers and first baseman of the day. So, personally, I want, see De- I want to see Steve Pierce there. I want to see Raphael Devers there. Are you kidding Actually, me? Let me qualify. I want to see Sandra Bogarts there. I think that's your safest option. You get more. You get more at bats in the three hole. You're surrounding with better spots. I don't. I don't get why Xander Bogarts would have fifth behind J.D. Martinez. This doesn't make much sense to me. Lengthens the lineup. Well, if you if you go into like lineup De- Devers, Devers, the five the five hole is actually more valuable than the three. So Bogarts is, is the better hitter. Yeah, that's what. Uh, that's what some nerds who did a study on it say, and I'm going to take their word for it blindly. Yeah, if you look at if you look I, at I like the the like when they come up and stuff like that, I think the five the the four hole they actually they don't really come up all that often with, um, with runners on. Yeah, you you want your four you want your uh, best three hitters to be one two four in like ascending order of power, 
you want your fourth best hitter to hit fifth, and then you want the other guy to hit third, and then six through nine, who gives a shit? Uh, yeah, I just, uh, I, I would prefer Steve Pierce. I would prefer Bogarts in three hole. I'd prefer to get them more at bats. I'm not sold on Devers being a consistent offensive force yet. Um, I think Devers obviously has potential. I'm not as smitten as you are, Dave. I think Devers is going to have a much better year, but I need to see it on a more consistent basis. So give me Steve Pierce. And I, and I agree with Bob Ryan. I don't think it's going it, to, if it happens, I don't, I don't foresee it lasting very long. All right. Uh, Devers or Moreland at three? Uh, God, I'll, Devers. I'll go to Devers, but no, Pierce deserves to be the everyday starter. Yeah, but he's not yeah. going to be. Pierce deserves to be the everyday six guy. Devers for life at number three. <laughs> Jackie Bradley for three. Okay, let's not go nuts. Are, are we going down this hole? No, ja- the best Jackie can do is seven. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I agree with that. I'm, I'm not going to push you there. Yeah, and maybe just, like, do without the, I don't know, find a way to make it so that we don't have the catcher's hit. Yeah, that would be neat. Yeah. The, just catching, like, the catching position across the board is pretty much a pitcher hitting. So Yeah. Unless you're the Phillies and you have JT Robuto. Yeah, exactly. Bunt every time. Just bunt because that way it's a lot harder for you to hit into a double play. And, you know, maybe you'll get lucky. Did we ever get to say words about Bryce Harper? What kind of I words? I don't really have many thoughts on it outside of he got money. Oh, I didn't throw it back to you for the weather this time. Oh, man. <laughs> so that's going to do it for the 43rd episode of the Red Sox Unfiltered Podcast. But before we go, Dave, do you have any departing thoughts for the listeners? Uh, just the usual one that Darwins and Hernandez is a starter, although he's probably going to be a reliever. Which, curse you, Dave Dombrowski, for not building a good bullpen, but I guess we get to see him faster. So, I'll take that silver lining. Retweet. Uh, what about you, Chris? Uh, trade Sandy Leon. That is all. Back to you for the I, I think you, you get a little package here going. You go Bryce Brent, Sandy Leon, and then you, you approach the Padres, and they'll give you Fernando Stadis. Or Blue Jays, Vladimir Guerrero. I think with the way Bryce Brent is swinging the bat right now, I think he's going to command a top prospect. I'm kidding. But would you even trade Bryce Prince for that top prospect? We're in a win-now window. That's that's another story that I don't want to get into for my own safety. Vlad (laughs) Jr. for Bryce Prince straight up. We should put put that on the Red Sox and Filter Twitter page. Yeah, I'll let you do that one. (laughs) I'm good. I've made enough bad tweeting decisions already. (laughs) Uh, we got a whole season for some bad tweets. I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, guys, uh, thank you for listening to this episode. Um, we're getting really close. Uh, we'll be having an, a special episode in the next coming weeks, either next week or the week after. Where we'll be doing some bold predictions. So definitely stay tuned for that. Um, but yeah, guys, continue to watch the Red Sox. You can listen to this podcast on a variety of platforms, including SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and iTunes. But if our awesome affiliates, The Grueling Truth, post this on their many platforms, you can also hear us on iHeartRadio, among other places. So basically, listen to us anywhere and everywhere. Tell your friends. Follow us at Bostox Unfiltered on Twitter, Facebook, Red Sox Unfiltered. And of course, go to RedSoxUnfiltered.com. We've got a lot of cool content. We're constantly doing recaps. We've got some great opinion articles on there. So there's a lot of stuff to see, a lot of stuff to read, a lot of Red Sox talk. Um, But yeah, guys, again, thank you for listening, and we'll be back next week.
really need to just do like a blooper gonna, reel, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna create just a blooper like... set. <laughs> Yes, uh, there we do go. Do that. Okay, because you're going to have prepared. to work a little overtime to edit out this yeah. bullshit. Where's, I'm, 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 I'm demanding a raise here. <laughs> well, we'll double your... One penny. Pay. One penny. Well, I can Venmo you that right now. Do it. One penny. No, I'm kidding. Um, all right. All right. Make it a little easier on the editor. Jeez. Three, two, oh, one. Damn it. Three, <laughs> two, one. <laughs> Uh, oh, let's just go with the blooper reel. Oh, let's just count from right. dumb 10. Right. 10, 9, uh, seriously, just... 8, 10, 9, 8, 7. Hey, Chris, why don't you explain to me? Okay, okay, no. <laughs> uh, do you guys know where Atlantic City is? Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, <laughs> I went there for my spring break part of it for the first time. Blackjack is so fun. I it, lost a lot of money dude, playing blackjack. Dude, it moves wicked fast <laughs> so, when you're at the tables. Like, and they give you so much free alcohol, and yeah. I just and if you I go to the table, it. if you go to the tables, it moves like super fast. I wasn't at hurt, the tables. It, it hurts my brain. Oh, it does. They 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 are professionals. Yeah. My gosh, I got freaking ants in my apartment. This is ridiculous. Me and my aunt friends tonight. Let me tell you about New England. Do you know how to get rid of ants? All of the ants are dead. Do you know how to get rid of ants? Uh, yeah, to New live somewhere where it's too cold for them to fucking live. I need to find, like, the anthill and put boiling water over A them. torch? Yeah. That's Burned down my apartment? That's better, gen- that's generally better with uh, spiders than it is ants. 